0: It's all about the voice today So stay tuned, Breaking Into is next
1: You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives
0: Breaking Into How to do it a little Barry White, may rest in peace I remember hearing this song when I was growing up All the songs he did when I was growing up And I was thinking, God, it has a voice And then years later I got Deep Voice, it was crazy He's like one of my voice idols Him and James Earl Jones And this next guest that I have on today It's episode 40 of Breaking Into And I'm your host James Light Jr. We're at 40 episodes I so appreciate everyone who's been on my show And all you guys who watch my show and share it And talk about it, I appreciate it with all my heart My guest today is good And uh, and he's an actor voiceover coach Author, I mean he just does so much He's been around for a while He has three books, we're going to make sure you name them too this one, of course, is You Can Bake on Your Voice, a guide to successful career in voiceovers. He also has Step Up to the Mic, a positive approach to succeed in voiceover. And his latest book, which is what got my attention, of course, is Tongue Twisters and Vocal Warm Ups. Okay? This gentleman is just, he's just a great guy, and we're going to talk. We're going to hear his voice today, Mr. Rod, Mr. Rodney Salisbury. How's that?
1: That's fine, James. How are you? <laughs> how are you, sir?
0: I was, I was telling him that he left messages on my phone. I haven't erased them because they're just nice messages on the phone. <laughs> the voice is there. I, did you know? What did you know you had
1: a voice? Wow. I've, you know, as a matter of fact, I don't know that I did know in terms of a speaking voice. You know how we start out as kids, and of course, the voice is not low yet. I started out singing. Okay. And so I was told I had a nice voice then, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kept on singing, and then I started doing plays. I started doing high school musicals. I was Tony in West Side Story. Hey, okay. Sky Masterson in Guys and Dolls. And Billy Bigelow in Carousel. Oh,
0: funny. Okay, yeah.
1: And, of course, you know, I had to do a lot of singing mm-hmm. with those particular roles. And I came out to Hollywood, and at that point is when people started to say to me, You have a nice voice, you should get into voiceovers. And so I found out what they were talking about. You know, I didn't even know what that means. Yeah, meant. like what does that mean? Yeah, what yeah. I mean? You know, it is kind of funny though, when I was growing up, I had this tape recorder, uh, Aowa. I think it was called Oh, Aowa. yeah, I know yeah. A-I-W-A, that's
0: I those A I W A. There you go. There you go.
1: And I would record on it and I used to always try to do Bank of America. Commercials. Actually, it was uh, Detroit Bank and Trust. It wasn't okay. Detroit Bank and Trust. And at the end, the thing that really fascinated me was okay. member FDIC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what the copy was in front of yeah. it. I always was dying to get to member FDIC. So I think long ago, this voiceover thing was sort of in the back of my head, and I didn't even know it. But it started out with singing Going into acting and then voiceover.
0: It's funny. My voice changed. i was going to tell you this off camera. But my voice changed in high school. I went from "Hi, I'm James." Did "Hi, I'm James." And I was embarrassed at first because I had deeper voice than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't get make fun of it so much, but just kind of like, "Wow, you're like you're like you're something wrong with like something going. What's going on with you?" I didn't know I had a voice until I was in my 30s. Wow. That I actually had a people would say you have a nice voice, but I didn't really get it until. I noticed that all the women in my office would say, can you call me in the morning first and say good morning?
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Because we had, we had, I worked at a place where we had a satellite office or whatever. And they're like, oh, did you never call me more in the morning and say good morning?
1: They looked forward to that.
0: Yes, because yes. my voice. And I right, said, right. oh, these women like my voice. And it was like, this one said, oh, Jay, you should do voiceover. And there's Columbia Broadcasting School. And all I said, so, all this stuff. I was like, I don't even know what any of that, like, you like, I don't even know what that means. You right. know, I admired radio, and I admired mm-hmm. radio voices like Casey Kasem and mm-hmm. those people that I used to like. I still didn't really get it Right. until my thirties. I was like, "Oh, I have a voice. Yeah, it's actually got me into things." Yes, it has. a yeah, great voice yes. <laughs> and out of things. <laughs> uh, but that's all before um, you know there was internet. Um, but no, it was, it's just I didn't really realize what uh, how powerful a voice sound can be to people.
1: Yes, yes. It you must get. You lot. must get. You must get that too. I get it all the time, and I often think that people are playing a joke on me when they say, "Do you do voiceovers?" Or, have I heard you on the radio? Or You must do something with your voice. And I think that they know me or they heard about me somewhere and they're just sort of pulling yeah. my leg. But no, it's just a matter of me being in a restaurant or at the department store, and somebody will say, you have a really nice voice, and I say, thank you. Yeah. And they say, well, what do you do? And I say, as a matter of fact, that's <laughs> that's what I do.
0: I wash dishes. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't do any my voice at all. But no, it's funny. People will come up to you. That's the mm-hmm. thing. People... There's certain things, people either sometimes hair is one thing people will come up and say, oh, I love your hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but when it comes to voice, I've had all kinds of people come up to me, grandmas, young people, just like, oh my God, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get further into the voice, we're gonna I'm going to show a picture of something that I remember him from, and some of you guys, you guys are Bold and the Beautiful fans. He did several, I mean, I mean some storylines, some great storylines on Bold and the Beautiful, and that's and I'm going to show a picture with the, the wonderful Katherine Kelly Lang, who still plays Brooke on the show. Um, you played Anthony Right. You were nominated for some NAACP Awards Best yeah. Actor yes. Awards mm-hmm. How's that experience for you? you know, it, so. it
1: was absolutely wonderful Nominated for two uh, wow. NAACP Image Awards And was quite happy about that Just the idea of being nominated And going to the ceremony Being on the red carpet uh, Taking my wife there and, yeah. and just enjoying that whole process It was wonderful I started out doing a soap uh, many years ago Called Capital
0: I yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, was on
1: CBS yeah. and uh, I played an FBI agent by the name of uh, Jeff Johnson. And so I had the experience and then I went on to do some stints on The Young and the Restless. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I got an audition to play Anthony. And I recall going to a number of auditions and of course it gets down to five people, six people, two people, yeah. you. But one thing that sort of stood out for me is that the storyline involved Anthony actually having a CD that he had put together and some guys taking it from him, robbing him and taking his CDs that he was selling Mm -hmm. out on Skid Row. And um, so I had my own CD. (laughs) So I was auditioning, but I was also leaving my CD with the casting director. And it turns out that the producer of the show got that CD and liked it so much that some of the storyline was based on yeah. one of those songs, yeah. Uh, Miracles. Yeah, you sing it. It might take yeah, you your guitar. Yeah, you sing miracles, it, yeah. that's right. And so, but it was a wonderful experience. It was a wonderful experience. This picture that you show right here was, I mean, it's quite hot out here today in California, yeah. but this happened to be two of the hottest days in history oh. that we were out there. And um, looking at myself here in this picture, <laughs> I recall having a great sandwich that I was eating. It was great. <laughs> and, um, you know, a little method acting there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it was a great experience. Soap operas, I think it's just a uh, avenue that reminds me a lot of the theater. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's not a live audience out there right. watching, but the copy, the immediate response from... Uh, the crew that's around, the immediate response when you talk about this uh, this new social media that, that pops up. and just the the, the lines, the way that there's so much dialogue mm-hmm, just is, reminds yes. me of my Broadway yeah. experiences.
0: Um, did you guys film in Skid Row, too? Was yes. There yes. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yes. you guys did. Roller Beautiful has done several storylines, homeless storylines, mm-hmm. over the past. They had one years earlier with Stephanie Forrester who ends up homeless in this kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, was, I, thought I remember that you guys actually went to Skid Row to film.
1: Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And what was nice about that is not only was Anthony on Skid Row, but they took him in. Cleaned him up, you know, shaved. Yes. You know, <laughs> and um, he had a job yeah. at, at Daisy's uh, place. Yes, and, Daisy. Oh. Yes, and we would sing and yeah. do great things. And so it was just nice to uh, go to Skid Row, find a homeless person, and bring this person into another community. Mm-hmm. I I recall going into the big mansion and just looking around, you know, and and just being happy to um, uh, do bigger and better things. And so um, I think the storyline was was really good for bringing people uh, out of a situation and putting them into something better and, and making them more productive Citizens in the community.
0: I, know, I thought it was a great storyline because it wasn't one of those salacious soap storylines we get all the time. It actually was a human interest storyline. Yes, yes. That actually could help affect change and bring awareness.
1: No doubt about it. That
0: was it. really good. Um, you also went to the Emmys too, I believe. Those couple of years too. I think I saw some red carpet. You went to the Emmys. I also, did. I did. Yes. So,
1: yes. And we yeah. kept winning. You know. Yeah. Over and over. So
0: okay. So you're not. I like to ask people this, of course, when you're nominated for. Well, I've never been nominated for awards. So when you're mm. nominated for an award, I mean. How does it feel? I mean, I mean, is it for you, did it feel like, this is great, if I don't win, it's fine? Or did you really want to win?
1: Well, of course you want to win. No doubt about it. It's always nice to win. But the nomination is really nice. Yeah. When you are in the audience anticipating possibly yes. winning, <laughs> your heart is really beating, not just because of the fact that you might win, and that's nice, But that you might have to go up on that stage and speak. Yeah, that's what I'm saying that's like the scariest part. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And just to uh, go up those steps, you know, am I gonna trip or something like that. So I'm sure that I'm not the only one that felt that way.
0: Do you have a speech ready?
1: No, no, not not anything like in my tucks or anything, you know, to pull out. Um, I certainly would know what to say. Yeah, like, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You know.
0: That's, that's fun. And except for your wife. I mean, Like you mentioned, for your wife, it was fun for her to get her dressed up. Yes, yes, no doubt about it. And do that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. that's fun. So I just mm-hmm. want to mention that because I, I, do, I do the bold, the bold breakdown on our sister network's After TV on Sundays. All right. A little cross-promotion. I, I like to promote everything. Okay, so now let's get into the voice. So we're going to play uh, two or three. We're going to play three of uh, commercials that he does. And we're going to play one at a time and talk about each one a little bit. Uh, to just give you an idea of kind of how this all works. We're going to play the first one. It's an audio clip. You're going to play it. It's called, uh, it's for Whole Foods Market, which they're, I like them. So let's go ahead.
1: Whoops. It says sugar. I used salt. This holiday mix-up was definitely my fault. But friends saved the day with amazing side dishes. And the party was perfect. Fulfilling my wishes. Come together with Whole Foods Market. Okay, so that one,
0: you're, you're called to be upbeat. You're called to be... Uh, animated so mm-hmm. how I mean, how was that experience for you for that when you for something like that?
1: It was very nice, a very nice experience. It was as I recall it was a commercial that I did where I actually came outside of my home because right. a lot of times now, again, due to technology and uh social media, we work from home okay and uh, I have an i s d n line at home and i'm I'm able to sound just like you're hearing me right now um, there's all types of different ways to do that. But this was a chance to go out to the studio, which is always wow. fun. And I think I was over at maybe L.A. Studios or oh, something. Oh, no, they like are. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, so now you're there. And um, as you heard me sing that part, the party was perfect. Yes. That wasn't originally something that was supposed to be sung. Okay. But, but again, I call on all of my talents, and I encourage my students to do that, too. I, I teach yes. to call on all of your talents and throw them out there. And if... They don't think that they like it, then they'll say, "Don't do that right. again." But if they do like it, then there it is. Yeah. So it was a great experience. Um, I love Whole Foods too, so that was good. Yes. <laughs> I feel that we, I feel that we speak better about things that we like.
0: Oh, okay. I, I, I
1: think when you put your demo together, for instance, I think it should consist of snippets that mm. appeal to you because I think you're going to speak better about them. Wow. And because I am a fan of Whole Foods, yes. I think that <laughs> The that, party was driving me Yes, yes, going. the party, right, right. And I try to put myself in, a, in the situation okay. as to what I'm speaking about. So when I was doing that and singing and talking about Whole Foods, I really was at this perfect party. Wow. You know, I had people around me in my mind. I set up a scene. I go far beyond whatever the VO direction or the specs are. I add my own stories to it, too, so that I can make it as real as possible. So you're still acting. Of course you're acting. Okay. But today, the trend is the conversational read, the real person read. Of course, you're going to hear a lot of things where they want the formal announcer, and I do plenty of that. But there is one.
0: you're the formal announcer.
1: Well, the formal, formal announcer would be like if I'm doing a trailer and I said, Starts Friday at a theater near you. Now playing in theaters everywhere. You know, of course, that's the formal talk that we hear. But a lot of times today now, they want it to be more conversational. And so this commercial um, sounds like one of my conversational reach to me and it takes technique to get to that. I would say yeah, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You would think because they <laughs> say be conversational you just start being conversational. <laughs> but it's never like that when yeah. it's session time because we yeah. see the microphones in front of us, we know that we're at a session, we're about uh, to be paid, etc. Yeah. we go into acting or we go into the formal announcer. So there is technique in dialing it all back and being natural, and conversational.
0: That makes sense. That yes. makes sense. Let's play the next one for Zatarans, which I like them
1: too. All right. When you're craving a taste of New Orleans, there's only one way to get this fabulous flavor fast. Zatarans Frozen Entrees. That's right. Frozen. Lunchtime. Dinner time. Anytime's the right time for Zatarans Frozen Entrees. Let's shake things up with some Zatarain's dirty rice. Tender long grain rice in a secret blend of New Orleans seasonings. Just add ground meat for a taste that's as jazzy as New Orleans. Jazz it up with zataran.
0: I love it. It's like you had to get very New Orleans. Yes. New Orleans in there. And, yes, yes. And mm-hmm. kind of raspier and kind of, yeah. Talk about that one a little bit. <laughs> well,
1: Again, calling on experiences, calling on people that I've heard in my life, voices that I have recorded on my hard drive, (laughs) and when given a uh, caricature, a picture of a person that they want me to put a voice into, I just look at it, you know, and and things come up. For instance, uh, this black silhouette is playing uh, a trumpet, and... Mm. um, when I looked at that, the first thing I thought about was, of course, Louis Armstrong. Yes, totally. And then, um, I, to not just sound like Louis Armstrong, I thought about other voices that I have heard, that I have in my repertoire. And I just brought that to the Zatarans man. Now, when you get these characters and they are in a place in your body that may hurt, for instance, that's not mm. comfortable, we have to think about that, too. So it's important to know how to breathe. And again, we're getting back to technique, being a singer and learning about the voice coming out of the mask and using the diaphragm, um, I was able to come up with a voice that is different from me. And I'm thinking about New Orleans and all those kinds of things, but raspy. But because uh, I am the voice of, I want to make sure that I can sustain these long sessions. And be comfortable in them because you're hearing that rasp. I have to make sure that I'm using technique to get there and not hurt myself.
0: And you're doing it, I mean, some things are, are take. this is not one take either. These are mm, not, take not after take. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, take. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, we're going to play one more and then we're going to talk about the techniques that you use. Um, this is for Dumb and Dumber. Can
1: I be on top? Only if I can be on bottom. Arrah! This Father's Day. Night, Mrs. D. Good night, new Line Cinema Ask the eternal question Your mom just totally made a move on me. She did not. Who's your daddy? Maybe soon I'll be your new daddy. Hey, hey, hey. This Friday. You can't marry my mom. <laughs> Don't you take that tone with the young man. Get dumb. I gotta taste my mom's pie. Your pie turns delicious for me, dude. Dumb and Dumber Earth, rated PG 13, starts Friday.
0: That was impressive. That was that voice. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, so. I mean, so when you know you're about... Because you said you do it from home. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it doesn't matter. Whether you do it from home right. or do it in a studio, mm-hmm. what is your regimen before you actually go into a session? Like, get yourself prepared.
1: My regimen is to make sure that I look at that script if I have an opportunity. Okay. You don't want to memorize it because okay. things change when the session starts and you don't want to be stuck to something. Interesting. Okay. But you do want to be very familiar with it. And when I say be very familiar, now... Because I know about this copy, because I've looked at it over and over again, and I know what's in front of it, what's behind it, what's in the middle of it. If there are changes, there's not a problem for me. Got I got that from my acting. Yeah, totally, yes. When I would do acting and any situation, comedy that I was in or any drama. They change things all the time. They change all the time. But because I know the root of everything, I know the ins and outs, I'm able to make that change. And so that's what I do. I make sure I know that script. I warm up doing some of my tongue twisters. Yes. Um, this book, you
0: guys. Get the buggy and learn all about it. But it's right. what now say out loud, kind of what you do.
1: Right. Bippity-bumpity-rippity-rumpity-bippity-bumpity-boo, um, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and again, coming from the singing background, voiceover is analogous to music. And so some of the same things that we do to warm up as singers we do for voiceover. So I'll do the scales and um, all the things that I used to do when I was a music major, voice major at the university of Michigan. And so that's the first thing that I do. Yeah, Yeah. I just make sure that I study that script and I warm up when you are watching basketball games and you see the players stretching, they're stretching muscles. When you see the football players stretching, when you see them practicing shots and going through the layup line They are preparing themselves. They are getting their muscles together. We have to do the same thing as voiceover artists. We have to warm up, get the larynx going, get the vocal folds, the vocal cords, etc. All of that in shape and make sure that we have some, in fact, you have some here, some room temperature water uh, to wet the beak, so to speak, and try to cut down on the mouth sounds that may be coming out. Um, dry lips dry whatever yes, right yes. Uh, because those things actually translate over the microphone and the engineer will say to you you got some water there take a sip because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I had the ones that I was taught the
0: baby Bible boo say see say so sue day do do you, I mean, just like you do the whole alphabet that's right I've learned that yeah, one of course yeah. and there's a few others I've learned that mm-hmm. from when I was doing voice stuff that is to get your mouth flexible yes yes get, get, get your... that
1: get that dexterity going yeah and here's something that's important, too. I yes. talk about it in my book, uh, Tongue Twisters and Vocal Warm-Ups. Yes, you can go on YouTube and find me doing things at a very fast pace. Okay. Okay. And that's great. I believe that we all should do that. But the reason that I wrote this book, the reason why I coach doing tongue twisters before you read the copy, is that the most important thing is to read exactly what, it, what is on the page. Got it. Read exactly what is on the page. And that way, when you do that, and you read it with clarity, okay, and you read it with good articulation, now when you get to the copy, you're ready to read exactly what's on the page. I like that. With great clarity and great dexterity. All like right? That. So tongue twisters are not just for speed. Right. You know, I'm not so impressed with how fast you go. I'm more impressed with how clear you are and how you make sure that you read exactly what's on the page.
0: Yeah. My goal used to always say... Um, and just something just kind of lateral of this, you should, you know, James, you should know how to speak proper English so that you can talk slang when you feel like it. That's right. You can
1: speak in colloquialisms or whatever. That's right. But you should know the proper way to say something Then you can play with the language. You can play with the language. You're in control. See, this gets back to the knowledge. When I think about my acting day, when I think about The Bold and the Beautiful, because I am so well rehearsed, because I know my material, now I can play. And like you said, if you learn how to speak all of those different kinds of ways, now you have that big canvas to paint on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the misconceptions about um, your voice? Like, I've heard people say, you should have um, lays potato chips before you go, so it's salty and makes it. I mean, I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. honey sticks, or like, what are some, what are some things that are kind of? I mean, that you shouldn't do to your voice, I guess. I mean, yes. I know smoking is one that you should might do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, drinking probably, right? It dries out your voice. Right,
1: right, no doubt about it. I think that vodka, things like that, that's mm-hmm. pretty strong. That that will dry you out. Yeah. I think that um, dairy. Yeah, does
0: that dry you out to you?
1: Well, it clogs you up. It it it, mm-hmm. it gives you mucus. Um, and that's not good. So I would not suggest having like a milkshake before you Jeez. do a voiceover. Yes. Right. But I think that the older I get, I don't want to say that I'm starting to dismiss things. Okay. But I'm starting to feel that the definites are what I just said to you. The vodka dries you out. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes are cigarettes. None of us should do that. Yeah. And the milk will Produce mucus. The other things, for instance, when I was uh, growing up, I would always tell people that they definitely need to be standing when they do voiceover, and I still believe that to a, oh, really? to, to okay, a great standing. extent. Okay. Again, getting back to the singing, yeah, you know, you, you don't sit down no, and sing. So again, you know, now I'm up. Everything is free. Everything is free to move, and and I can project the voice. But I must say, and this is probably getting older and wanting to sit down more. <laughs> that does happen. <laughs> you know, you know, you know that does happen. I must say that um, I'm, I think I'm doing some great voiceovers sitting down too. So um, if I had to go back now, I, I would say... It's not so important to be standing as I thought it once was.
0: But it's funny. But it's funny you should say because I did. A, I'm the voice of of a radio show. Uh-huh. I do I do the bumpers and stuff. And I'm like, you know, uh, radio millennial starts now. I say mm-hmm. that and I do those things. I had to stand up to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually did. I was like, I was sitting down. I was like, it wasn't clicking for me for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. I couldn't breathe correctly or something. Right. So right. I did. I didn't. I didn't know the techniques because I didn't read your book yet. Right. right, right. But I stood up and I did feel better to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Also, I recorded a commercial recently. I was able to. I had to stand up. And actually, use my hands, kind of stand a certain way, and I was like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's helped any, but it, made, it felt like it helped me breathe out the sentence.
1: Right, right. Well, I think it also depends on the medium that you're in. When we think about growing up and seeing people do what you do now, DJs and uh, great radio personalities, they were mostly sitting down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and and if I'm doing like a a game. A video game of course I've got to stand up and I've got some directors who wouldn't dream of having me sit down that's because I have to if I'm shooting a rifle they want me to hold my hands like a rifle Whatever's happening all the physicality yeah. has to happen so for those things you will never sit down and I still believe that standing up is better but I must say that sitting down <laughs> is not so bad either if that's what you have to do yeah. mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. I love that.
0: Sing singing down sometimes nice, does work. Um, yes, yes. When did you realize you could make money at this?
1: I think um, growing up and saying "member FDIC," of course, I wasn't making any money. <laughs> yeah. But um, I found that out right away. Okay, different. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, from, from the first one, I recall uh, going to making, getting my demo tape made, and giving it to every uh, voiceover agency in town. And I dropped it off at a place called ICM at the time. Okay. And I put it in the mailroom. And I went outside and sat in my car, and the phone was as big as this. <laughs> you're back there. Yeah, you're back there. <laughs> and um, I called up to a guy named James Duda. And I said, James, my name is Rodney Salisbury. And I just left a really hot demo in the mailroom that you should check out. And he said, Really? I said, Yeah. And he went and sent somebody down and got it and listened to it and called me back on that big phone and said, "Uh, where are you? And I said, I'm right downstairs in front of ICM. (laughs) He said, come on up. So I went up and I read a Bank of America commercial. And I got it. And a few days later, I was on a plane to Oakland, California, to do a couple of Bank of America spots. And every time I would do those spots, I'd fly on a plane to Oakland. Things weren't like they are now. Yeah, right. And, um... It was wonderful. Do you
0: remember what the, the, what the spot was? Remember? No. I do not remember. Oh, it too long ago remember.
1: This
0: that's too long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's a while back. I can't hear that. Well, you
1: know, it's not that it was that far back. I just don't remember. Yeah. You've done you so much, I'm sure. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I,
0: I know people who do, I mean, my friend Norman Lee does voiceover work. work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, there's, I know Norman. You probably Norman. I've never got so much and him and, um, is it, David Anthony Carey, or whatever. I'm thinking of another, another guy. Mm-hmm. I, I know that does. I know Star are black. Uh-huh. On? So for a black man, this can work because you're not really being seen; you're just being heard, right?
1: No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think about all the years I did the Twix spots. I, I think it was maybe two spots that were black-oriented commercials where black people were actually on the screen. Yeah. Um, all the other ones were uh, right. just your general commercials and, um, something would happen. And I would say, need a moment when you need a moment, chew it over with Twix. So, um, I love it. and when we think about some of the people that are out there now doing really well, they're on everything. Mm-hmm. And then we think about people like Morgan Freeman, he's on everything. Yes. So it's really just a matter of having a nice voice, I think, but even more than that, it's what you do with the voice. Um, in my opinion, voiceover is voice acting, and you have to know how to act. You have to know how to bring the copy off the page and entice people to buy the product. And whatever the voice is that does that is is perfect. Well,
0: man, look at I mean, because this is Black Hollywood Lives, so yeah, I got to talk some Black stuff for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people like Dennis Haysbert, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, right. you know, uh, Morgan Freeman. Just mentioned these are, I mean, you know, James Earl Jones, people who. When people when I say voice, mm-hmm. almost any race I talk to, they come up with their them first. Right. It's one of the few professions I always think of besides maybe rap, mm-hmm. where they go to a black man for they start thinking black people first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think I mean I know people like even Wanda Sykes do some right, it, right right. They're all doing, but it's just funny that it's one of those things where it's a profession that does not really matter what you look like?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Except if you
0: have a good acting voice that could be diverse,
1: exactly, and
0: sound like whatever it needs to sound like. That's right. You can have a career in it. That's amazing to me.
1: It's a wonderful way to make a living. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I just came from working for a Telemundo.
0: Oh, my God, really? Yeah, yeah. You know what you, what you, you say? Something in Spanish, or was it just like... No,
1: yeah. no, not speaking in Spanish. Okay. Uh, about 40 promos. Wow. Um, talking about their uh, soap operas that are right, played. telenovelas. Yeah, yeah, played uh, around the telenovelas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And And... Um, so, you know, I can do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um and then commercial wise, I just uh the other day did something for Cal Lottery.
0: Oh funny, okay. Yeah.
1: So in fact you'll be hearing those. Those are supposed <laughs> to start running uh I love it. on the 29th of this month. Yeah. So you get in you... fact, you know what I really liked about Tell me. that? Sorry. I got a chance to say those magic words. What was it? That my man Don LaFontaine, the late Don LaFontaine, oh, he is. Said. as yes. a matter of fact, Don is uh, in that book. And stuff
0: to the mic. Yeah, I know, yeah, the, I know he, that name. I yeah, do he I had
1: made. a contribution to that book in a section called "Words of Wisdom from the Prose. I asked uh, him and some other great voiceover artists yeah. how a positive attitude helped them in their career. But anyway, I got to say, in a world. <laughs> I like it. What? You know? Because Donald Fatim was known for
0: that. He was known yes, for the inner world. He was a know, for In, a, where in world. Where love is we're right. right.
1: in a world. And so um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to do that right. You have, you know to, know, you have know, to make it you have to make it happen to give Don his respect. <laughs> yes. I uh and, and that commercial will start out with that and go into all these great things and all this money that you can win. So there's just so much, James. That's the beauty of voiceover. There's so many different aspects of it. Yeah. You know. And so, I love it.
0: And it's just, I mean, okay, so you get paid for every time a commercial is played, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Commercials are very lucrative for some people. They are, aren't they? Because they, you get paid every time it plays, if mm-hmm. that's your contract, right? Right, right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. <laughs> I used to do some of the commercials and things. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, so, I mean, so, like you said, you kind of you got into the business. You've been doing it for a long time. Um, has your voice changed over the years?
1: Yes. Yes. No doubt. You get older. About it. Things. Will register yeah. Well. Well. You know. Let's talk about the fact you talked about being a kid and and how you started out as as the soprano and then mm-hmm. you went into being the big baritone bass yeah. that you are today. That certainly happens. And then a maturity comes into the voice. I believe that you can truly hear maturity. I believe you can hear experiences and everything. Right. And so I think that's why. When casting directors are casting, with uh, some exception, people tend to play their age. Okay, got it. All yes. right? okay. Now, in animation, we find that women are doing teenagers. Yes. Right? They're doing kids. Yes. Okay. Uh, and, and I guess there are some, I'm sure there are some guys that can do some young things. Yeah. But for the most part, you're being cast pretty much age type. And when I say age type, anywhere from, I think the voice sounds the same from 40 to 60 from, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Um, and the change just comes from, it could come from you doing some bad things like smoking or not taking care of yourself. But I think what changes is your knowledge, your perception of the business, uh, your perception of copy, I see copy different than you see copy. That's how I come up with my interpretation. And that's how you come up with your interpretation. And interpretation and perceptions come from life. They come from life. Uh, Your experiences. Mm -hmm. I believe that the signature voice is a tree trunk. Mm -hmm. That all of our experiences from like this experience that I'm experiencing with you right now today are the roots that... Uh, and, and everything that happens is life. And this experience and all of your experience is the water that is hitting the roots and coming up through the tree trunk to my signature voice. My signature voice is the voice that you hear right now. Um, whether I'm doing uh, the Zataran's Man, Twix, Cal Lottery, Telemundo, the base of it, the tree trunk, is this the voice, signature voice. Yeah. The branches is the branch that did Telemundo, is the branch that did Cal Lottery, is the branch that does Zatarans? whatever it is that I do, Whole Foods, right? right? So this is the tree trunk. So all of these experiences are coming up through the tree trunk signature voice, and the copy that I see, the VO direction that I see, the director that is directing me makes me choose which branch I'm going to use to interpret this copy.
0: Makes sense, yeah, totally. And, uh, you guys want to hear more of his, his commercials? Go to his SoundCloud page, Rodney Salisbury, It has a bunch of commercials on there. I was listening to a bunch. I was listening to like all your different things and songs are on there. Songs on there and everything on the SoundCloud page. So go there and, and follow him and, and li- like and listen. Um, is there is there any product that you would never do or just not do?
1: I'm sure there is. So there are products sure. out there. Yeah, so you, no do, so you do
0: have. Like, like some actors will say, I will never play this or do that. So you do have some limitations. Like there's certain things you wouldn't
1: Of course. Do. Yeah, no doubt about it. Anything that was morally not, you know, to my value. Uh, as no, to well, well, ethically.
0: About is there anything, if, we, if they said, oh, we want you to act, you know, extra ghetto and something, would, uh-huh. would you be like, no thanks? Or does mm-hmm. that bother you? Or is that something that you would even come across? I mean,
1: You know, I would uh, have to see what the script entailed. Again, I would have to look at what's going on and make a judgment at that yeah. point. I don't want to say never to that kind of thing. Uh, It would depend on how it's uh, posed, uh, what's around it, what's going on, and if I believe that there's truth in it. But uh, I would have to say that it it depends on the situation. Okay,
0: I was curious. Mm -hmm. Writing these books, you have three books out. First of all, how satisfying is it to have these books out?
1: Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. Your babies? No doubt about it. Definitely my babies. And it's my way to contribute, to give back to this wonderful business. I love this business. In fact, I wrote the first book because I was just so excited about this business. I was so excited about what was going on for me, and I wanted to tell everybody. So I wrote (laughs) You Can Bank on Your Voice. I didn't write it necessarily to sell it. I wrote it to let people know about this great business and that they should try to get into it. Now, people loved it, and it turned out to be a big success, and it caused me to be uh, requested to speak, requested to teach, and that's how I started teaching in 2004. But what the other thing that people got out of the book was they said it was so positive. They said that it was so encouraging, and so I decided in my next book to deal just with that, Step Up to the Mic, A Positive Approach to Succeeding in Voiceovers. This book went outside of voiceover, transcended voiceover, and went into the workplace because I'm talking about being positive on your job, whatever your job is. And so um, that book was successful. And then, like I said, I wanted other people to uh, come in and and give me some uh, thoughts about what they thought about a positive attitude. So you've got that. And if you look at the back of the book, you can see the wonderful other people that contributed.
0: Tavis Smiley, my man. Uh-huh. David Ace Balkin, James All- Allberger. I don't even know Tavis Smiley, wow, okay.
1: Yeah, Nancy Cartwright, yeah. Nancy Cartwright, oh my God. of course, right. Simpsons, guys. There you of go, there you go. My
0: girl, Fleece Sampler, does a lot of voiceover for anime. There you she, go. She's been on Days of Our Lives as an actress, and yeah. she not just a lot of voiceover. You say saying about women. That's right. She does a lot of voiceover.
1: Love it, love it. Yes. And then the tongue twister situation was like this. When I teach around the country or when people come here, in fact, I'm doing a class on September 24th at Voice Tracks West. So I still have a few spots open and I'm only taking 10. So make sure you jump on that. You can go to my website at Rodney and uh, check that out. But anyway, when I go around the country, James, people don't say, hello, Rodney, how are you? They extend their hand and they say, "Why in the world would a well want water when a well wants water? Will a well run dry? Why in the world would a wet well want wet water? Will a wet well want wet water when a wet well runs dry? You know." And so they they start doing my tongue twisters. <laughs> so, oh my God! So me, I'm like, uh... they don't say hello. They wow. they do a tongue twister. And so I got so popular <laughs> for that that I said, you know what? I'm gonna put it in a book. And this book has done far better than those books already. Okay,
0: you got to do another tongue twister for me. Do another one. Well,
1: uh, bippity-bumpity-rippity-rumpity-bippity-bumpity-boo. Bippity-bumpity-rippity-rumpity-let's make it harder to do. Bumsity-dumsily-rumsily-clumsily-hopefully-soon-we'll-be-through. With bippity-bumpity-rippity-rumpity-stop when your pink tongue turns blue. Oh, my God. Why in the world would a well want water? When a well runs water, will a well run dry? Why in the world would a wet well want wet water? Will a wet well want wet water when a wet well runs dry? Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> you know
0: what that reminds me of okay, you've heard of the you've heard of Barbara Streisand's one minute waltz. Song. Yes, I have. And she I mean, that song is of her I mean, of course one of the greatest voices of, of all time. Mm-hmm. But that song to me, when she does it, it amazes me every time I hear
1: it. Yeah. Because she's yeah.
0: she's talking and she's singing it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's supposed be under a
0: minute. Like this whole minute, the minute waltz is a little longer than a minute, but it's like it's right. and she's like counting down and after 30 seconds left, and after 30, and she does this whole and like it's rhyming kind of
1: Right, right. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like you
0: just—it's amazing. I'm like yes. I don't even. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm gonna
0: try to learn that. I'm trying to learn that. I'm, to, learn I'm to do it myself. Well, so please get... do. That is so. That's so amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. And okay, so I ask. I mean, sadly, we're coming up to you at the end of the of the program. Mm-hmm. I have to have you again. We have to, have to come back again. Yes, let's do it again. Um, I asked. I asked my guests the same two questions. Mm-hmm. I do not prep them in advance. You guys at home know because uh, I want their their opinions um, fresh. It's the same two questions. One, and this is great because it's about language. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I believe language can, um, you know, stop us from doing stuff, mm-hmm. but propel us for it also. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a, a tool for our lives. What word do you think we should take out of our English vocabularies?
1: What word should we take out of our English vocabulary? I thought you just said that. I
0: should make that a soundbite. Like, yeah. why, 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 why am I
1: saying it? Yeah. You know, there's the common answer that I'm sure a million people have said, like, I can't. Yeah, right. Or, you know... <laughs> yes. yes. That that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to be a little more creative and come up with something that we should take out.
0: Something we should get rid of. Let's okay,
1: like we should get rid of the word later.
0: Ooh. That's totally original. Okay, I like later. Yeah. Let's not saying that stuff. I'll do it later. Or just yeah. have it later. Yes, yeah. yes, I like that. Yes. Then what word do you think we should say more of or bring back into our vocabularies?
1: A word that we should say more of.
0: It's always the harder one for you. Mm-hmm. what word should we say more
1: of? Mm-hmm. hmm uh, That's a that's a tough one. And that's how it's it's yeah, funny, isn't that's it? A that's a tough that's, that's
0: what Everyone gets a little stumped yeah. on that one because that, that's one that's. What
1: word should we say? Say it again. Yeah, ask ask what, me that question sure.
0: again. Sure. It's like it's like the spelling bee. Can you please mm-hmm. just say that again? Yes, please. Repeat the word. I love
1: that. <laughs> I love that. Could you repeat that?
0: <laughs> Actually, I went two times champion. Yes. Uh champion. Anyway, oh, okay. um, yes. Back Very in the day. Nice. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but anyway, so, okay.
1: A word that. A
0: word that you think we should bring back or say more of in our vocabulary.
1: Mm hmm. Thank you. So I like that. Yeah. We don't say you. that enough. No, we don't.
0: In so many different ways, we don't say it enough. No. We all were so entitled to, or we're so busy. Yes. We just take what someone gives us and just don't even say anything. Yes. I like that. Thank you. I like that.
1: Thank you. Thank you for liking that.
0: Yes, I do. I yes. like it very much. Thank you, um, Ronnie Salisbury. You're you're just the bomb. And the book that's out now is Tongue Twister Vocal Warm Ups. You need to get this if you if you're thinking about a career or just want to work your voice. If you just want to work your voice and you want to do a little better, give this book some tips in there. I'm going to totally read it and see if I can do a tongue twister for him one day. I'll send you a video. If I, I want to hear it. I, I want to see it. Yes, that, that's amazing but you. That's mm-hmm. just oh my god, it's amazing. I,
1: I want to be sure to get something in. Do I do I have a second? Yes, please. do. Okay. No, please do please. Um, Again, like I said, that that class on September 24th, you should definitely be there. It's good for the beginner and the seasoned pro. And also, again, I love to teach. And because I love to teach so much and I know how expensive things can be for people, I started a thing called the Consultants Club.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: And the Consultants Club gives me a chance to work with people once a month for 30 minutes. I send you scripts could be promo scripts, commercial, uh, explainer videos, whatever is the happening genre at the time. And um, I send you the scripts and I coach you and we work over the phone or some people like to work by way of Skype. Skype, I also do a one hour call for the entire consultants club group from all over the country and throughout the world. I use that opportunity. In fact, I'd love to have you as my guest one day. Oh,
0: I'd love to to, yes. to.
1: to have guests that I interview, and then I open it up the last 30 minutes for the Consultants Club to ask questions. Or I'll use it as a teaching moment. Or, um, yeah, th- those are the two things that could yeah. happen I'd within that sure. hour. So, so you've got the 30-minute private with me, yes. and you've got the one-hour group. And it's just a wonderful way for me to work with people. It's a subscription, so they're charged monthly. And uh, many successful people are coming from this group. It's been in existence now for about three years. Wow, good. And it's just my chance to help people. And whenever they get jobs, I feel like vicariously, I am working too. Yes. Because I love to pay it forward and see people be successful.
0: Well, that's my motto is pay it forward, share knowledge, and lift each other up. And you do all that. Well, thank you. That's That's my motto. I say it every week. Thank and that's the thing, because we're here. There's not just one slot for one person.
1: No, not Stop at all. It. Stop not at Stop that. There's room, all. For all room for all of us. There's room for all of us. And when one of us
0: succeeds, we all succeed. We
1: all succeed. And,
0: and that's right. Really, we, we lose sight of that sometimes. We need yes. to remember that, that. Like you said, when someone you know does well for your class, you're succeeding too.
1: No doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's just a lot of fun to see that happen. Kind of it. Yeah. And Yeah. And you can join the club just, again, by going to com kids.
0: Yeah. That's right. Oh, my goodness. And I would love to call on you your show soon. anytime you want me on well,
1: right. you got a date. All right. <laughs> so, you
0: guys, Rodney Salisbury, he's also on Twitter at Rod Talks. So, if you want to talk to him some more and ask him some questions, you can talk to him there. Of course, this show will be on Breaking Into's uh, Facebook page. You can also comment there. It'll be on YouTube under Black Hollywood Live and on iTunes. So, you can actually download this, this conversation and listen to it over and over and over and over again and get those tips going, and please comment and rate, and any comments or any questions you have for him, I will, I will relay them to him and he'll probably talk to you up there online. So, thank you for watching our 40th episode of Breaking Into I'm so happy here on Black Hollywood Live. Thanks to Daryl Christian and everybody who gave me a chance to have this show. More shows coming up the rest of this month. Thank you, Rodney Salisbury for being on here.
1: Thank great you, time. James. My thank pleasure. you so much. Thank I had a you. great time.
0: And I will see you guys next time.